You are listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. During these podcasts, we'll be exploring all of the different opportunities that we get to seize the day on a daily basis and what tools and what changes we can make in order to grab those goals. Are you ready to make change? Hello, podcast lovers. How are you? I'm Natalie and you are listening to Seize the Day. Now, I have an exciting show lined up for you today. I have a guest on who I who I had on Seize the Day back two years ago almost when I first started the journey. She's an incredible lady, founder of Global Girl Project, an exchange program for young women from developing countries. She's helping them gain educational and life experiences so they can become leaders in their own community. Please put your hands together for the incredible Julia Lynch. Woo! <laughs> goes wild. Yay! Yay! How are you? Good morning. I well, first of all, th- thank you for calling me a lady. Ah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't get introduced as that very often. So, um, yeah, I'm good. It's it's uh, early morning for me. Uh, not so much for you. Uh, and enjoying the sun coming up on the water. And um, it's going to be hot water. today. I know. Twenty seven. I recently bought some shorts because I realized I've been riding motorcycles for the last 17 years. I'm like, I don't have any shorts. So <laughs> I got some shorts ready for this English summer. Love it. Absolutely love it. Right. Okay. So I, the intro there, Global Girl Project, I always loved this when I first met you back in 2018, which is, it's a milestone for me because it was the start of the show. And it was also an incredible story, an incredible journey. And what you are doing and putting out into the world is wonderful. The world has changed dramatically this year. So for everyone listening, let's have a recap on what you've been doing over the past year or so in terms of Global Girl Project, how that's doing. Did you get your funding last year to take the girls away? What did this year look like? And now what does it look like with COVID as an influencer in what's going on? That's a, that's a lot. That's a, that's a big question. That's a very big question. I, if you know me, you know that I struggle with my memory and, you know, can't really remember what I did last week. So going back a couple of years, let's see. So, yeah, I think when we met last, definitely was struggling with funding, which, you know, nothing is new about that. I think if you run your own charity, especially if you run your own small charity, then that's always something that, uh, you know, that is, uh, you know, an issue, right? But um, we did find the funding, of course. I always find a way, which is, which is an important lesson for, for my girls. You know, there's always a way forward. You just have to keep looking in different directions. So uh, I did eventually find the funding. Don't ask me how. I do not remember. <laughs> and we went to Nepal last summer. So this is, the, we're talking about 2019, yeah, 2019, summer, yeah. yes. So we went to, went to Nepal, I had eight girls uh, traveling, so we had two girls from Pakistan, we had uh, one from Cameroon, one from Rwanda, and then two from a mountain village in Nepal, and then two from Kathmandu, and we were in Nepal for, oh, I was there for six weeks, and it was, it was, again, it was, it was a, you know, truly transformational program for for everybody it was this was our second year in nepal and our fifth year doing the actual exchange program and so wow. i feel like i i knew more what to expect um i was more comfortable there and being away from you know from my life here for six weeks 
and the girls all of the girls are spectacular in their own ways but they because i think i did a better job of preparing them they were better prepared and and so um they just really blew me away every day in terms of um how they grew as young women the questions they asked what they learned about themselves um and we just we had you know we had an amazing time it's a difficult time right it, it's not easy being there it's hot it's dusty it's monsoon season at that time so it rains every day and i'm taking care of you know eight teenage girls from different parts of the world who've never been away from home before um but it's great. It was amazing. It was, it was a lot of fun. And so, you know, at the last day, I mean, the last day was before I even started the workshops, I got to the school where the girls were staying and they're all bawling their eyes out. They're all just, I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be a long day. Um, but it was because they had formed, you know, such strong connections with each other and, and with the other students at the school and myself. And, and this was, you know, a life-changing experience for for each of them. And we actually had a great surprise where we had a volunteer from the Walt Disney Company who came and spent two weeks in Nepal and managed to help us find some funding to hire a local camera crew who followed us around for a few days. And then when we came back to London, actually created our first kind of promotional sizzle reel um fantastic i did see that actually it looked amazing and it what i found quite incredible and i, and I guess that's the reason one does these and the video is so impactful is it's tangible you can see what you're doing you can see the joy in the girls faces you can see how the interaction is how they're working together as a mini community and then they take that back to their own communities right yeah exactly yeah and that's why we we always i was always saying i need somebody to help me tell the story right because people don't always understand what what we're doing because we're doing something you know different they don't always understand why we're doing this and so it was yeah it was amazing opportunity and 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 it's you know it's taken us obviously a lot of places since then but yeah all the girls went home they've all run their their projects uh which have blown me away like one of the girls from pakistan uh, wanted to work on the economic independence of women in Pakistan. And so she found volunteers to teach a group of women handicraft skills and business skills. Um, she's now, I know. And she was like, she was, you know, 17, 18 at the time. Um, you know, young women who've worked on uh, caste discrimination and put together these, you know, big plays in, in these these tiny villages up in the mountains of, of, uh, of Nepal um, around caste discrimination. There's been, so, you know, it's, it I really just kind of blew me away. And this year they were much more on point. Like they had to put in their reports every week. They had to send me videos and photos. Um, we did a lot more evaluation. So it was, um, it was amazing. It was a great success and they were all really proud of themselves. So as they should be. Well, and so what happens beyond that? Cause obviously we, we met back in 2018 you had one session with girls, you've now had another one. Do you have continual catch-ups with them? Do they report in with you? Do you give them ongoing training? What does that look like in terms of a, a model with them, if you like, or moving forward? Yeah, great question. And, you know, we're, we're getting better and better every year. So, you know, it's, and the more resources I have and the more I can work on this full-time and not have to do other work, then the more I'm able to 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 kind of create from that. So, the girls, after they go home, we meet every month 
for four to five months, but then this group of girls wanted to continue meeting, of course. Um, and so I have like a Facebook group that's private that all of the graduates from all of the programs are on. And so what we do now is, you know, I meet, especially now with what's going on, I'll meet with whoever wants to meet online um, on, you know, Facebook Messenger uh, so we can catch up and so on and so forth. But they're all, you know, they're all like my daughter. So they reach out quite often last week or whenever it was for Mother's Day in the, oh. in yes, I woke up to a bunch of, you know, Mother's Day messages, which is beautiful. Um, but we really want to expand on that, right? So my goal is to eventually have each of the girls receive a mentor. And my, girl is to, my goal is to have like a alumni portal that they can, they can access as we move on. Um, some of what we do too is we're trying to find ways for some of the graduates to become interns in other programming, um, whether it's the girls from Nepal to be interns for the following exchange. Um, and we also have, we have a brand new program as well, which I haven't talked about. Well, yeah. Okay. We'll definitely talk about that. That's, so that's, and all of this, I assume is conditional upon funding as well, which is why it's so important to help you be able to at least continue checking in with them, making sure they've got the resource facilities in order to continue to grow and develop themselves and not lose that buzz from when they're with you during the training program in Nepal. Exactly. That's key. And it's so hard with teenagers, you know, that things change so drastically and they're at a point in their life where, you know, they may be transitioning into different types of education. And, and also, you know, we're dealing with lack of internet in a lot of places. Most of the girls kind of didn't have phones when we started. Certainly had never had an email or Facebook. Wow. Or email. It's, it's a challenge to stay in touch, but, but we do. And it's really, really important that as we grow, we find ways, you know, I'm we want to create this ecosystem so that girls who go through, you know, one of our programs eventually become the girls who run the programs, right? And everything in between, maybe, you know, working as interns and then assistants and so on and so forth, because we, you know, we really want to kind of create that ecosystem of young women. Self-sustaining you know, almost. Exactly, exactly. It makes sense, right? It makes total so, sense myself obsolete really um which you can be never be obsolete <laughs> <laughs> that part of me anyway <laughs> so come on let, what's the new program then what does that look like yeah so thankfully we you know part of what I was really struggling with was that you know I had a lot of organizations reaching out to me from different parts of the developing world saying they have these amazing young women and can they participate in the exchange program and I'm like I'm sorry but you know we run it once a year it costs a lot of money um and and we just you know we weren't able to to you know bring 100 girls to uh Nepal so uh we luckily I you know foresight I don't know decided to develop a initially called an online program it's now now called a blended learning leadership initiative and so the idea with that was to be able to reach a lot more young women working in their countries using an online platform. So we took the whole curriculum, changed it a bit so it could be on an online platform. And then what we do is we partner with organizations and we are a partner organization, as you know, so it's always about our partnerships with other amazing organizations. And we hire somebody locally from that community and train them how to use the platform. And then, the blended learning program is like a three-month 
program with groups of 10 girls at a time and they're like 13 to 18 so they're a little bit younger and they go through the same program and then at the end they have to create their own large-scale community event about an issue of their choosing um, and so we, we started with a pilot in Haiti last September and right. that went really really well and then we did a second pilot in Nigeria and Haiti that started in February and that's kind of you know because of what's happened with the virus is is, is on hold almost finished but on hold okay um and so that's had a lot of success a lot of positive feedback uh from the young women the idea with that is that we we're creating a network right so the goal is that this runs in multiple countries at the same time and it could it run three times a year and that all of those girls can then connect with each other on the mm -hmm. online platform um to create that network of girls who are mobilizing and inspiring and pushing each other for change so that's uh, a really exciting program that sounds incredible and a nice kind of development and evolution on what you're doing already and i suppose a natural path to go down and to towards the sustainability of the whole model i suppose absolutely yeah i think that it's um we always wanted to find a way to be able to work with more young women Obviously, when you look at funding, you know, funders are also interested in numbers, unfortunately. So, you know, running an exchange program once a year for 10 girls, even if they're going home to run their projects and they're impacting 100, 200 people each, we still wanted to work with more young women. And in particular, young women who are even more marginalized. So ones who are not going to be able to travel, right? So right. ones who uh, may be refugees, right? So they don't have passports, uh, ones who live in communities where there really isn't enough freedom for them to leave home yet. You know, um, there's a lot of obviously communities where girls can't go anywhere alone, right? Yeah. Let alone to another country. So, um, and then young women who really don't speak any English whatsoever. So, um, this was a great opportunity. Thank goodness we started it because otherwise right now we'd be <laughs> we won't have even <laughs> yeah, no programming right because absolutely let's talk about it not the virus itself but let's talk about the impact that that's had on you and what it is that you're trying to achieve you know with this kind of hitting did you start feeling the the effect of it probably march april time or before that or and how are you overcoming the challenges that it poses yeah, I mean, I think it was, I mean, who knows? As I said, that's never <laughs> yeah. terrible. Well, um, honestly, I don't know what day of the week is. Oh. I, I think I just trying to go through this, this whole, you know, apocalypse, like, like you're on a 20 hour plane ride, like you get on <laughs> and you, look at, you know, don't look at your clock. Don't see what time it is. Don't see how many hours you've been on the plane because that will take forever. Right. So just, just take it like, you set yourself up, you have a nice cocktail, you've got your list of 10 movies you're gonna watch, your books, just just take advantage of what it is. At. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, with with the I think like a lot of people, I was kind of through a process of like, ah, oh, it'll be okay. You know, <laughs> we'll be we'll be fine by July because the, so the exchange programs uh, was supposed to happen in July. 
this coming July. And I was like, ah, I'm sure it'll be fine by then, you know? And everybody kind of goes through that gradual process of like, oh, oh, oh. Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Really, this is the impact. Absolutely. Actually, what's going to happen? So, the amazing thing, you know, you know me well enough to know that I really see every challenge as an opportunity. Yeah. That's that's how I deal with life. Because if 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 I look at it any other way, then it's it's depressing and it's hard to move forward. So yeah, I see this as opportunity. Personally, you know, my goal. I've been teaching capoeira still three days a week this whole year, right? I was going to ask you about capoeira. Yeah, I'm still teaching, you know, I'm still teaching the kids and uh, during the day, three days a week. So, you know, running this organization, um, you know, we're formed new partnerships, like we're partnership with women at Disney now. We've got a lot of good stuff going. But then I was like three days a week, I could only work in the mornings and then I'm off teaching little kids martial arts. Gotcha. Um, and it was really becoming overwhelming because, you know, you, you're kind of rushing around, you've got to go. And then I finish a class and I've got like 15, 20 emails that I need to get back to. And, you know, and then it starts all over again the next day. Right. So the advantage for me was that I then had all this time to focus on global girl because I'm not teaching in the schools right now, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so I really was kind of excited about about that side of it that I could just get up every day and work on Global Girl all day I mean it's it's amazing what has come from that is a lot of things so so yeah the blended learning has kind of on hold but our partners are amazing like our partners are you know we use some of the money that we use for transportation in Haiti and they bought some sim cards for the girls in Haiti so they're trying to kind of still meet via messenger and stuff uh-huh. because, you know, obviously the Haiti, the internet is, is pretty bad. So they're, you know, trying to do that in Nigeria, they've relaxed things a little bit. So they're kind of meeting in one room, but far apart with, with masks. They're still trying to kind of move forward. Obviously they can't run their events, but, and then the exchange program, unfortunately had to postpone and, I was really sad about it, you know, mainly for the girls, because this is kind of like their only opportunity probably ever in their life to be able to travel. And, um, you know, when I first told that we had this coming year, we had three girls coming from Rwanda, three girls from Sri Lanka, two girls from Cambodia, and then two girls from Nepal. And uh, it was our first time partnering with girls from uh, the Sri Lankan organization and the Cambodian one. And I remember their faces when I told them, like, they just couldn't believe that this was happening, that they were going to be, you know, going to Nepal. And so it was really hard to make that decision, but there's nothing you can do. So will that then just delay and they'll still come on the program, but whenever you can do it or. I mean, I had like plan A, B, C, D, (laughs) you know, P of like when we were going to be able to run it. And I originally thought September, but that, that was just silly. And so we've now pushed it back to next May. Um, my goal is still to obviously have the same girls, but it changes. Probably about half of the girls aren't going to be able to participate because they're going to be in a new school year and they're older. Yeah. So they have exams that they have to do. And, and so we're going to have to probably only about half of them are going to still be able right. to do it. Uh, so we're going to have to pick, you know. Um, oh, see, that is tough. That really, I mean, and that, that's a real 
very tangible challenge that we've got with anything that's going on that has an impact on day to day because of the virus stopping you from being able to do something that is impacting somebody let's even say it was a holiday but in this case it's an exchange program that's happening at that time and unfortunately somebody might not be able to join it now because of as you say school years or whatever you'll still be able to carry on because you'll reschedule it and you'll reorganize but it does have an impact on somebody else whose other, whose life might have changed otherwise had they come on this program well that's the yeah that's the thing for me because it's not like a missed holiday it's not even like a, a missed exchange program for somebody from the uk right yeah these are young women who may never travel again and 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 this was their one opportunity and so and it does change them you know it, it each girl who goes through this program and especially the ones who kind of traveled to nepal it it it, it changes their their trajectory and how yeah. they see themselves and what they expect for their life and so yeah it's it sucks and i'm sad about it but there's nothing i can do and so you know this is this is the reality of life. Ultimately, we're not under control. You know, we're all freaking out because we uh, realize that we're not in control. Yeah. And we were under an illusion that we were. And the reality is, is we're not. So it's, you know, it, it, this is part of the learning. And so I, you know, we're, we're for the exchange program, we're, I'm going to develop kind of a new curriculum to work with them as a group more intensely starting from September online. I've met with my partners and asked for them to help me facilitate that. Um, so maybe for those girls who can't travel, we can still have them participate in that at least so that we can do some, you know, we're looking for some guest speakers and stuff even. Nice, yeah. Some stuff online with them prior, more than we usually do prior to the exchange. Um, yeah. But the, you know, so what's happened is that as an organization, we've just had to pivot like a lot of organizations. And for me, as I said, this is an opportunity. Okay, great. So we're going to focus on the blended learning leadership initiative. My goal was to expand to five countries for September. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. I'm not going to, we're not going to come out of this in the same place as an organization. We're going to come out of this stronger, in my mm. opinion. And so we've now formed a, two new partnerships. I'm not going to tell you with who because we're right. announcing this week, but we are going to be expanding the program into Afghanistan, South Africa, and Jordan wow. in, in September, October. That's so exciting. In a pandemic, you've now got two new partners. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, this is, but this is the thing is like, you can't, you can't stop. You just have to look another direction. And this, this makes sense at, at this point, right? We need to work more locally. The girls, you know, we can't, not just the girls, travel is going to change. Um, the way that we work together has to change. And these organizations are also looking for other ways to work, support their girls in their programming because they're struggling too. So You'll see next week, we're announcing next week, one of the organizations, a really big organization. They've won, like they just, a documentary was just made about their work in, in Afghanistan. They just won the Oscar and a BAFTA, big organization. And I'm really excited about moving further into the Middle East. You know, we, my goal when I started Global Girl Project was to actually work with this particular organization in oh, Afghanistan. Wow. Yeah. I was like, that's who I'm gonna partner with because I love their work. And how long has it been since you started? Um, well, I started thinking about it. I think we realized I started thinking about it in 2000 or putting it, 
into work in 2014. The first exchange was 2015. Five years later, you are realizing in physical term your goal. That's impressive. And it just gets to show you that dedication, resilience, persistence is key to achieving anything. In, the likelihood is things aren't going to happen overnight. You know, it's rare, it does happen, but it's about applying yourself, pushing forward, walking through a different door if the first one doesn't open, trying different things. And then, oh, I can't wait to hear. Oh, it's super. I'm so excited. I haven't even celebrated properly yet because I, you know, in the same breath as an organization, we've been really looking at money because we weren't able to run two mm. big fundraising events. Um, you know, we're like, where and we're forgotten because we're not doing a COVID crisis, whatever. And, you know, the reality is, is when this crisis is shifted and changed into another form, we can't be without our charities. And so people need to still support us support and other yeah. charities who are not COVID related because, you know, otherwise we're just gonna, we're just gonna phase out. And so, you know, on the one hand, I was like, yes, we have this new partnerships. This is amazing. On the other hand, we're like, oh my God, how are we going to, you know, pay the bills? And so, and, and part of that is also a transition for me. I've been clear that I'm not going back to teaching Capoeira with the schools, right? Oh, okay. And this, the, the pandemic kind of showed, you know, I knew it, that was my plan for September, but the universe was like, eh, I think now. And so I've been working with the board on like, okay, this is, this is where we're going forward. We have to find a way to, to pay my salary. We have these amazing big organizations that want to work with us and we are going to do it right. So, and this, this program has a huge uh, potential to expand, you know, exponentially. We could run it in a multiple country. We could run it in 20, 50 countries at the same time eventually, right? And imagine the network of girls that we'll create. Through Incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the organization in Afghanistan actually works in three different locations in Afghanistan. So we could run it in three different locations at the same time. Like there's so many opportunities. So that's exciting. And we're also writing a book. That sounds right. Just before we go on to the book, very just quickly, what you just mentioned then about how things have changed and how you your thought process on capoeira. This is really good for the listeners specifically. You're obviously doing something in order to sustain what you're up to and to make what you're delivering for Global Girl happen. You've had your hand forced to a degree. However, what should a listener? What should listeners take from what you've just done or feel confident to do? And, and perhaps I'm explaining it now myself. For me, it's about being open to what comes up in front of you. You might have an idea that I need to stop this in order to do X, Y and Z, but you could be too fearful. So you've just, no, I've got to do that. I knew this was going to happen. I've now need to make it happen. This is the universe, as you mentioned, telling me, get on and do it almost. Yeah, yeah, not almost. I mean, this is... <laughs> no yes <laughs> I mean I you know it's it's like I the way that I I live my life and and what you know I want to teach our girls is that you can't wait for the absence of fear to take action yes uh, if you if you are not scared of something then it's not what you're supposed to be doing, doing. yeah <laughs> you know and so it's something that we, again, we have an opportunity. Every single day there's an opportunity. Every crappy thing that happens or appears to be crappy is an opportunity 
to shift and to change and to grow. And I'm, and I know that I'm making it, making light of it. It's really, really hard and it's really terrifying. And, um, this is, this is terrifying. I mean, I don't know. We, it's not like that we have the money, right? The money is not here and I need to pay my bills. I love eating. Uh, so I want to continue with that. You know, um, I have a very simple life. You need to I, eat. <laughs> <laughs> love it. It's so, actually fundamental. <laughs> pretty important to yeah, sustain myself. Um, and I'm a role model for our girls. And Global Girl is, is an extension of me. So if I'm not sustained, then neither is the organization. And so it kind of became very clear to me that that we have to both both are the same thing and that both are connected but yeah you just have to follow what's in front of you instead of fighting it you know gotcha. and we always we always fight it because it's scary um but in my experience it's really the way forward, That's forward. Really the way. pay attention listen watch and embrace it as if you'd made the decision yourself yeah give yourself like a day like when all this happened and I was kind of, I was freaking out about the exchange program and it's like, what are we going to do and where are we going to raise money? And I gave myself a day, actually it was like an afternoon and I had spoken to some friends. I was like, oh my God. And I was all kind of really upset. And, and, uh, and then some of them kind of, call, you know, messaged me the next day and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, why? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, because then the next day I'm like, all right, let's go. What are we going to do? Um, there's things that I've wanted to bring into fruition for a long time and haven't had the time to do it. We all are like, the biggest thing I hear from people is like, I don't have enough time. Yeah. Right? Uh, people have kids. It's all going so fast. They're growing so fast. I'm saying to like everybody I talk to, this is probably the only opportunity in our lives where the entire world has come to a halt. Yeah. This, yeah. We'll never experience this again. The likelihood is we'll never happen again. Yeah. So take it. We are privileged, right? Like my girls are not, not privileged. They live in one room with eight people and don't have regular internet or TV and are struggling to get the basic essentials. Right. But for we're privileged. And so we, we have a responsibility to take advantage of this opportunity and, and it's not going to happen again in our lifetime. It may happen for the next couple of years, but like, this is, this isn't going to repeat yeah. itself. So we take advantage of it. And I know it's hard, especially if you have kids or you have, but like, guess what? This is, you've got Enjoy it. kids. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, I never get to be with my kids. I'm traveling to work two hours and two hours home and everybody's tired. And you know, here you go. This is, I think this is the biggest lesson. You know, the world, the world will go on. The, the mother earth will go on and it's, sh- showing us what we we are too busy to look at and my my hope is that we write this shit down right like remember it it. and remember it because as humans we are amazing we we can get used to anything and the problem with that is that we very quickly forget yeah where we were yeah very, very quickly. It happens all the time. I mean, look at like after 9-11, everybody was, you know, you know, loving each other and so concerned about each other and their communities. And it didn't take long for that to dissipate. 
Yeah. You know, and, and it happens all the time. So it's like, we, we can't lose this. If we lose this, we'll be back here. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that, this is the takeaway, isn't it? It's about being appreciative for what we have, being open to it, respecting it and being grateful for everything around and just, and don't forget what we've lost as this moment, you know, experiencing that. Okay. Your book, let's talk about it. Exciting news. Tell us all about your book. <laughs> well, this, okay. Before I go into the book, the other okay. thing that we're, that we're working on too, which is something that, you know, I, I've, again, pivoting, how do you look at different ways to bring in revenue? This is really important if you're running your own business, you know, and, and Global Girl is a business, just a nonprofit business. So I also didn't say we got registered with the Charity Commission in the last Ooh, month. Yeah, so we're now, yeah, we're registered <laughs> in the UK as well. Yeah, exactly. We're registered in the UK as well as the US now. So that Fantastic. Was yeah, okay. Um, but we're also looking to partner with girls' independent schools in the UK wow. um, as a fundraising opportunity. So we just formed a partnership with a, a, a girls' independent school in Oxford, or it's wow. a state school, but it's a girls' school in Oxford that... I will go and run a couple of workshops with them, working with them to create their own fundraiser to then fund Global Girl Project, but working still around leadership. And I'm hoping that I can get some of my girls to run one of those sessions That's so that we're turning it on the other, the other way. So it's not about, you know, girls from developed countries, educating girls from developing countries the other way around. Right? How wonderful. Yeah. So that's exciting. So we're looking and just that's, a, you know, shout out. We are looking to form more partnerships with, with uh, schools, schools in, in the, in the UK. And we're also being able to do this online. This is part of what we're creating too. So other Fantastic. parts of the world as well, to be honest with you. But the book is something, again, I've wanted to do uh, probably fairly soon after I started Global Girl, because I, you know, I'm with these girls and I'm hearing these amazing stories and I just, would think like I can't be the only one who hears these stories and I'm not going to do it justice and they're not my stories to tell and so I've always wanted to kind of write it like a children's young adults book um that so basically what I wanted to do was be able to give a platform for the girls some of the girls to tell their stories I don't know if you've seen there's a, a TEDx talk by uh Shimamanda Adichie on the danger of a single story um okay. It's a really good TEDx talk. You should or a TED I'll talk. Pick it up. Yeah, and it really talks about how how dangerous it is that we only have a single story of people from Africa or poor brown girls, or that that when you think of somebody from you know from Nigeria, that you you have a certain you know idea in your head that there's not enough stories being told, real stories being told of all different people. And so uh, what we're doing is we have eight of our graduates who've gone through the program and they range from the first girl that, that we ever worked with to most recent young women and had them write their stories, their stories about being a girl, growing up as a girl in their uh, communities and then their journeys towards leadership. And so, They've all written, the eight of them have written their stories. It's been an amazing, some of them were in Nepali, wow. some of them were in Urdu. Some of them, you know, our girl, one of the girls in Nepal had to like walk for two hours to her friend's house to get internet so that we could like chat with her on messenger. 
we've had photos sent with like really old flip phones of like their handwriting you're trying to read you're like, what are they what is it getting them translated by volunteers um and i have wow. a team yeah we have an amazing team of volunteers who are working with me editors proofreaders an illustrator uh storyteller a designer and uh somebody sort of you know in publishing and it's going to be a, a young adults book that is you know so it'll include you know illustrations um, and have these these eight stories of these these girls and I'm really excited about it and the idea is that we'll have a portion of the proceeds that then go back to each of those girls so creating some economic independence for oh, absolutely magic what a fantastic way first off to end our conversation but secondly what a great celebration of what you're doing as well bringing the girls the real stories the live stories out to the general populace um, amazing absolutely amazing this has been really incredible catching up just to understand well the development as well and it's wonderful to see and I hope the listeners take from this that doesn't matter the adversity that you're facing doesn't matter actually what challenges and as you rightly reframed it opportunities are put you know in front of you you can take them you can seize them you can push forward and that's clearly evident in what you're doing. Fabulous. If anyone wants to get involved, Julia, or if they want to offer you support, how's best they get in contact? Website? I'll put all of this in the show notes as well. Yeah, it, you know, we're all over the place. So you can go to our, our website, which will, you know, be in the link. There's a contact form there. Um, so that'll, that comes straight to me. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. So you can always, all of those come to me. It's, <laughs> it's just me and an amazing board. We have an amazing board of directors or trustees as you call them here. Um, and so, yeah, so please reach out. Everything that we do is really from highly skilled volunteers who um, including our board who are helping us to do this, including the book, including, you know, the charity commission and all of it is through volunteers. So if you feel like you might think you don't have anything to offer and I, I don't believe that for a second. So reach out, say, how can I help? And, and there's always a way, or and if you don't have time, donate, right? Become <laughs> a holy jamoli, you know, please become a monthly donor. We, we, you know, we have people who give like five, pounds, 10 pounds a month. And it's a huge difference for us to just have some sustainability. Um, yeah. And I feel that in times like these that we, you know, the, the, the kind of the world feel that we have at the moment, people want to help out. It's that altruistic attitude, isn't it? And, and perspective that, so I, I really hope from this that folk get in contact and can support you because it's easy to do it uh, from someone who wants to do something and help out. Yeah, it's a very easy thing to do or just even to share or just to go in and like our pages and follow. Like there's so many different ways and it helps you in times of fear and in times of uncertainty. The best way forward is to help other people. Supporting. Uh, yep. Support other people and it will change, you know, to, to finish off on what, you know, one of my girls from the girl from Pakistan, you know, she reached out to me, she said, She's like, mom, what do I do? I have all of these people here who don't have enough food and can you send me some money? And I'm like, you know, it's not part of what we do, but I said, you know, what can you do? And, and she doesn't live in a great situation either, but I find out like a few weeks later that she's mobilized like 
her family, her friends, and then her whole community who, who has something to like donate a bunch of food. And then they went around like house to house giving, you know, and she's one girl. Wow. Wow. Lives in Pakistan, you know, so. Incredible. Love this. Thank you so much for coming back on, Julia. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's so good to get up at six in the morning after (laughs) all, or five really, to be presentable for six. It's (laughs) amazing to talk with you again. I can't wait that, you know, until we can see each other again and we can actually give each other a hug. Hug. That would be wonderful. Yeah. You take care. And Lua there, who's been asleep again throughout this whole thing. Little superstar, look at her. You'll have to send me a photo and I'll put her on with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Julia. You take care. Have a great day. Enjoy the 27 degrees. Woo! Shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Take care. Look after yourself. Keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Millersnell. All contact information can be found in the show notes, together with any links to websites I may have referred to in the show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please pop over to seizethedashday.com or seizetheday.simplecast.com where you'll find my other shows. Thank you, thank you, thank you.